Welcome to the Jungle Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Joey, and today Paulie and I are joined by an OG of the Jungle Brothers tribe. Danny Clayton returns to the jungle. We talk about Danny coming back from a back injury. He stepped into our gym with a broken spine many years ago and he left as a physical specimen. We talk about his life in media and how he manages having a busy social life and some kind of consistent training schedule. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Catch you on the inside. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about our upcoming Coaches Intensive. This two-day workshop is for anyone who wants to become world-class as a fitness professional. In the course, you'll learn the key skill sets needed to excel in fitness, as well as how to build a successful fitness business. Over the two days, we explore topics such as leadership, programming, sales, marketing, public speaking, and more. There are no prerequisites to enroll in the workshop. So whether you're a gym owner, a coach, or simply somebody who's considering a transition into fitness at some point, this course is for you. The next Coaches Intensive is on June 18 and 19, right here at Jungle Brothers Strength and Movement in Botany, Sydney. To enroll, go to junglealliance.com courses and select the June event. As a listener of the show, you also get a sweet discount when you use the code JBPODCAST at checkout. I've also popped a link to the event right here in the show notes. I look forward to working with you in our next Coaches Intensive. Now, back to the episode. You know, you've been on my shortlist for a long time. <laughs> Hello? See, I want to know who but it, else was in that shortlist. Like, Shona was on the list? Yeah, naturally. But like, you know, it's like, oh my, yeah, the guy down the road. <laughs> like, yeah, my mum's second cousin, no, uh, twice removed. No, it's a cool list. It's a super cool list. It's okay. got, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that every person on there is extremely famous and hard to get a hold of, right? Yeah. But it was when I sat down, thought, who do I want to speak to? So I'll give you a couple of examples. You're on it. Ido Portal is on it. I oh, am. Yeah. Um, Chris Bumstead. Oh, yeah. Current um, classic Olympia, mm. like Mister. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. Guy's got the fucking sickest rig out there. Yeah, um, I'll never get I'm him on. Sitting he's, right he's, here, he's the current day Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like I'll never get him on. But um, yeah, though, but then also like my I was telling you about before my old client Alan Thompson, the DJ. Yep. Which I just sent him a text. He's like, yeah, when do you want to do it? Like it wasn't a hard one to organize. Yep. But I don't. I don't. In the past, we haven't sat down and thought like. Who would we really like to get on the show? And a lot of what that is, is like looking at the people that we know and thinking, man, there's some actually some really cool conversations to be had mm. with people that are close to us. You're a member of our gym for a long time. Mm. It, it, almost because of that, it was never never seemed logical to invite you onto the show because we saw you in class all the time. Well, yeah, I'm offended. I'm going to say <laughs> it. I think this is absolute crap that it's taken this long. And um, I'm going to reflect that attitude in our chat. It's the hero's journey. Yeah. And today you're the hero of the story, Daddy. Was that the, is this the introduction? <laughs> yeah. Did he just come in like hard? Like this was this was strong. Like I expected something like, "Hey, this is me, Joe, and uh, welcome to the Jungle Brothers podcast." But no, you just straight into it. Well, sometimes you get the best shit, you know, straight off the bat, yeah. without telling people. I can't press and record now. Yeah, cool. Paul knows that. I've mm-hmm. recorded big time domestic disputes between him and Tiora. Mm. I got like twenty minutes of it. Yeah. Uh, don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. It hasn't been published. Yeah. One day it's going to emerge. Nice. And it'll fucking rock the internet. There you go. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
That's your hero's journey. Yeah. <laughs> we used to, but now it's just so much stuff out there and I've got no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. I haven't slipped up yet. I'm not big enough to cancel yet. You can't cancel something that's not a headline. Oh, man. I, I think <laughs> back at some of the, the early jokes and content and footage and things <laughs> that Never I did do it again. on air. No. And I'm like, thank God the internet wasn't as strong. Uh, the vice-like grip of the internet wasn't uh, around during those things. Like when we said something stupid, it would go live on television and then just disappear in the ether. Mm. Uh, you know, I definitely would be cancelled by now. But um, we, we live, we learn. Well, what is that? Is it with the cancel culture thing? Is it the case that like they can only cancel so many people at once? Mm. And so like if you look deep enough on anyone who has a public profile mm. and is in media, you're mm. going to find them saying some stupid shit. Yeah. There has to be, right? But there's always someone, like you're hoping that there's always someone who's saying more stupid shit than you, so the spotlight's not on you? I think that there, there, there is a limitless amount of room in media for cancellation, you know. Just because one person is being cancelled doesn't mean you're safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, look, I, I think that sometimes getting in a pre-cancellation being like hey by the way guys i did say this one thing when i was really young and i don't mean it bo berman actually does a, an amazing song uh called problematic who is uh, that bo berman is a absolutely sensational comedian slash musician who did a show called inside where during the pandemic he went into a room and recorded a netflix special um, of just him recording songs and doing comedy as he slowly sinks into a downward spiral of mental agony. Uh, like he break, has a mental breakdown mm. during this special, and it's the special is over like weeks, months, months. Or, yeah, and it's it's him coming like putting all this stuff together, but it's a really great exploration of the human mind uh, and. He was a comedian who started getting panic attacks uh, while he was performing on stage. And so he decided to step away from the stage, get better. And then just as he felt ready to step back on stage, um, yeah, global pandemic. And so, you know, to keep himself busy, he locked himself in a room and did this incredible special. And it is sensational. It is absolutely incredible. But... Um, one of the songs that stands out for me is uh, a song about him being a, a white, you know, thirty-year-old American man uh, who has a problematic past, and he he wrote some jokes and he thought things were funny when he was young, but times have changed and he's learnt from them. And yeah, I mean, God knows, I made some dumb jokes. And you know, I I'm bet. quite happy. I'm quite happy now to to say, like, I remember when I was first on air. Uh, I'd just come out of a school. I was fresh from school. I was 16 when I started working on television, and I went to an all boys Catholic school. So if I was referring to something that was bad, I'd go, "Oh yeah, it's so gay." <laughs> <laughs> and like, considering yeah. where I'm at now, like, I, I pretty much work at every single. Uh, you know, gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a Kinsey five at least. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, and I, I've pashed more dudes than you can count on on two hands. But um, 
yeah, I mean, at the time, I used to like, oh, yeah, man, that's so gay. Oh, that's gay. And I remember one of my producers was like, Danny, you can't do that. And Yumi Steins, uh, when I said it on air once, she's like, what do you mean by that, Danny? You said that that's gay. And I'm like, oh, I meant that it's, it's bad. And she goes, oh, do you mean that being gay is bad? I'm like, no, 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 no. And she grilled me on television to clear this up. And I'm like, I can't believe this is happening to me. And uh, the next day, because we're on this tour around Australia doing these live shows, um, there was a guy who was uh, you know, up on stage being flamboyant and kind of to really draw my line in the sand mm. so that people knew where I stood on the topic. <laughs> Um, I patched him. I patched him yeah. on air, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and so I kissed some guy. Uh, but I was like, "All right, just so we all know that, like, that's where I stand on the subject." But you know, like, if people were to take all those remarks that I said when I was a kid and take them out of context, yeah, I'd look like a full blown homophobe. Um, but <laughs> it uh, wasn't just the Catholic schools, dude. It was every, it was the slang. It was like the a, slang. You know that we. Yeah. I'm not saying that it was right. It's still there in the programming. Mm. Yeah. Still might think <laughs> gay. Yeah. And then, but then you're like, but then your rational mind's like, no, you can't say that, and you replace it, and you, mm. and then you ponder it for a while. But yeah, yeah, it's so um, it's so instinctive. Yeah, just and as a word. This is and this is quite funny. I've had motorcycle. I was talking about this last night. I was talking to uh, someone about my motorcycle. And I said that I thought that the engine was retarded. And I'm like, yeah, I think the engine's retarded. And this girl lost her mind. She's like, you can't say that. That's disgusting. That's a disgusting word. I'm like, it's a mechanical term. Like the the mechanical terminology for an engine that's running slow is the engine's retarded. Like, that's what it... The definition... Oh, that's... Is that actually... In the dictionary, that's the literal... Meaning it has nothing to do with mental health. It's been appropriated as like a, an insult in, you know, to to s- suggest that someone's got broken, you know, mental like disability. Your, disability. Yeah. But for on a mechanical term, if you were to go Google it in the Webster dictionary, or whatever, you know, a, a retarded a retarded engine is like something. It's it's slow. It's not working correctly. Sure, sure, sure. And so this girl, like, she was just like clearly like a young. Very, uh, I hate using the term lefty. Yeah, but well, like very, someone who's very Work. like uh, socially minded, mm. and she was just like you know, <laughs> spinning with anger, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So that's that's <laughs> part. Of, that's the problem. Is like, uh, yeah. you know, if someone like that type of attitude towards yeah. it, where it's just anger, yeah, and they want to put a spotlight on how wrong it is and what you've done, yeah, um, before. Mm. You know, trying to like without trying to talk to you about what's wrong about that or yeah. solve it. It's just like, yeah, I just want to burn you at a stake before anything else, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, anyways, I know I'm going to get cancelled, like yeah. probably uh, at some at some point. I'm going to say something <laughs> stupid, or you know, I'm going to do something f- online, and then I'm going to get cancelled, and then I'm going to be like, look, that's not what I'm about. I swear. And then there's going to be some long drawn out explanation, and I think that that's kind of where. We're at. It seems like the process is set in stone. Someone does something, they apologize. They have to kind of make amends for their the public online, apology, their public crimes. Yeah, they have to make like an apology, and then we the same thing will just happen over and over again. So then you get to have a comeback. Yeah, yeah, true. It's also when you know you've made it. Yeah, <laughs> when you become the target of that. 
Obviously, some people should be cancelled. There's people out there saying some yeah, bad Putin. shit. Or Putin should be cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of him. Uh, God, yeah. There's a long list of people that should be cancelled. They never do. I think the people that end up pissing off enough people... Here's the thing, and something I've learned from a lifetime in media, is that public outrage is financially valuable. Mm -hmm. And when someone says something controversial and completely offensive and wrong, people will kick up a stink and they'll jump on it and they will yell and fight and try to attack this person maybe online or on the radio. And that person, they... Well, number one, their profile all of a sudden gets all this free press and it will, will grow and grow and grow. But then secondly, there, there are people that will agree with the dumb thing that that person says and go, no, I'm going to stand up for that person. And then... Alan Jones' whole shtick, right? Yeah. Like whole career. The, or any or Kyle. Fo- he's, got, he's got that vibe. Oh, he's probably a friend of yours. But Kyle's smart. He's... But, he's, but I'm sure. But yeah. they all are, right? Like, yeah. I think it's, you know, you can look at those people like, oh, they just... You know, they're mm. like, they're an idiot. That's not like, how can they say that? Or, you know, like, say when you hear uh, racist undertones yeah. from, from, you know, these hardcore mm. conservatives or whatever, mm. they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Right. And they know that it gets engagement and it, yep. it creates uh, a bunch of negative energy and that's what mm. makes their business more successful. 100%. Like, so there's some kind of smarts behind it, even though they're being a fuckwit at the time. Completely. And here's something that um, I would like you all to, start opening your eyes to. Um, and that is media asking purposely incendiary questions and doing it just for clicks. Uh, so something that will be... And, and and this could be something really, really arbitrary and something as simple as uh, Vegemite... Uh, They'll post a picture of a slice of Vegemite and say, or, or they like they do those lists where they're like, "Ah, oh, jam is better than Vegemite," and like this is obviously like the the tamest way I can explain it. But like they'll say something that will make people go, "No, that's absolute bullshit," and they'll, I mean, climate change will be something that will pop up where a news publication will say something that is slightly misleading but they know it's misleading and it's obviously misleading but they'll do it to piss people off so they interact with the account and so that they generate traffic and it's very transparent to anyone who has ever worked in media and you see it all the time but we are the ones that feed this behavior because when you do get upset and you do go oh my god you guys suck that's such bullshit then it's worked. And if you go to news.com right now, there'll be a bunch of articles that are important. Like, this is what's happening overseas in the war in Ukraine. This is what's happening with the monkeypox. And there's, like, all these important... And littered in those those news articles, there'll be some something that... Check out this Instagram model. She's wearing a really tiny bikini. Oh, uh, yeah. And you... Do not click on any of those things. Or this this girl didn't get led on to a pl- flight because she was too scantily clad. What do you reckon? And we are creating that monster by clicking on those articles. And all the important stories are getting pushed lower down on the rank. And by us going, oh, God, I, 
and clicking on those things, we are creating a media monster. And that's what's happened in like America. They know that the, like that Fox News style stories get more clicks and get more attention. So that that's why the Fox News monster gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And so we need to be responsible for what we click on and what we feed because if we want our media landscape to look like America's news media landscape, then by all means, click on the bikini article. <laughs> Go see what that girl wore on the plane. But you know, you know what's fascinating to me about those those clickbait articles you see at the bottom of like yeah. typically it's. Can't mm. remember how I start. It's usually like yeah, you read an article like Apple. Your mm. phone's like oh check this article out, and then you have a look and then. It's great. And you see those ones and it's like, you'll never believe uh, the yeah. acne cleared up and say, oh my God. And it's yeah. always photos. Yeah. Right. And it's either something gross or something kind mm. of sexual or, yeah. you know. Um, but in, uh, in some of the marketing work we've done, like studying with coaches over the years and understanding how, mm. to, how to get better at that. One of the huge things that they've pushed is, is these, um, the idea of headlines. Mm. And if you look at any of, you can get these lists of, some of the best headlines in history. And these are headlines that were written by copywriters, marketing gurus of like the like mid-20th 19, mid century, right? So like 1950s, this was the guy. Mm. Anything this guy wrote that went in a magazine, everyone fucking ordered the thing. Mm. And it's like his top 100 headlines. They're the same fucking headlines that are on that clickbait shit. Yep. Like they, they have the same intrigue and... They give you the same desire to want to like mm. cut the form out of the magazine and send in your details. Yeah. You know, now you can click, but back then that's what it was. Yeah. And it's just so funny that like the game hasn't changed. Oh, no. Like, well, it's a psychology. It's a psychology kind of thing. So the human mind hasn't evolved. It's still reptilian. So it's just playing on the same vulnerabilities that we all have. Exactly the same. Did you say reptilian? I think so. Do you mean uh, like primordial? Like Yeah, that type of thing. Like primate? brain or <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> well there's oh a reptilian God. piece yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah that's it's, right it's an old brain yeah. it's an it's We're all old brain people. Also, yeah. Yeah. let's talk about david ike yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah the clicking on of the things it mm. is causing a big problem yeah um i don't think that we're three guys who really click on those things that feed that monster mm. would you say no I right no. <laughs> like I, I, I sometimes I, 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 have, I do upset. every now and again. Yeah, and then you, I do because I'm interested. I'm like, yeah, who actually clicks on this stuff? And am yeah. I going to see 27 different bikini photos that I won't believe? Or you know, like, we go, okay, let's have a look at what's on there. And then you click it, and you're like, this is the shittest web page. And you're like, well, this <laughs> photo sucks, here? but I've clicked it 10 times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're like, man, like yeah. this gamification of yeah. attention, and and it's just like. It's amazing like because it is obviously worthwhile mm. for whoever creates that shit to create it because yep. it's there mm. on these major websites. Um, so then it becomes then you think it, it's quite a scary thought that yeah. there's obviously heaps of people on it. Here's something else that you um, should be mindful of in case you're not, but uh, something that they also do. It's not just clicks. So if you click on a, a website, yeah, that's already like, oh, this is good. But it's also about how far you scroll. And so a lot of the time you'll get those things like, hey, here's 20, like even if it's something a little bit more like cool. So here's like 20 different photos of the biggest waves ever surfed. That's something that appeals to me. I want to see these 20 waves. So you get to the website and you'll see the first one and then you'll have to scroll past all of these ads. And so you scroll further, further, and then you'll get the next one. And then... 
they'll either clock up how far you've scrolled and it could be a really long distance and every time an ad passes on your browser that's a way that they're getting revenue the next is that here's 20 pictures of waves and there'll be an arrow at the bottom so that that's 20 slideshow slideshow so you have to click and then everything loads click everything loads and if you do find yourself in a situation don't don't do that even if you want to see those 20 awesome waves just google big waves like <laughs> you're better off doing that it's it's an seo trap isn't it it's i mean like they they pro- again like as you're saying like our our brains our ancient brains are you know we are we crave those dopamine hits and they've hacked our brains using the most advanced technology that humanity has ever come up with and we are feeding the beast and also we are getting ourselves programmed to get dopamine off in this this program like the machines which is a scary thing for humans i think fuck we got deep <laughs> Tell me about your um your social media life. You still on Instagram and all that? I take it. I am on social media. Uh, I I mean I do work with social media and but I like to try to keep it as organic and as upfront as possible. You know, I'll do content for brands uh, and we'll shoot um, cool activations and and I'm just very upfront. What's an activation? Like, uh, an activation. So like the last big, big, big activation, the biggest um, this year would be with Red Bull. And so they did something called Fandom of the Opera uh, because they worked with uh, Dom, hence the fan Dom, uh, Dom Tommaso, uh, who is one of the world's best parkour athletes, free runners. Uh, he's just a weapon. Um, and we went down to the opera house and he did all these flips and tumbles and like balancing on rails, falls all over the most iconic building in Australia. And I was nervous, not for Dom's health, but I was nervous that he was going to break a tile. I'm like, you're better off breaking your leg than literally denting a single thing on the opera house, man. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to be you. Like, And, yeah, there's this incredible shot where he gets to the top of the sails and he does this huge backflip with the opera house oh, – sorry, with the Sydney Harbour Bridge in the background. It was just so sensational to be a part of something like that. But, um, you know, for, for me, like, a lot of my social media stuff is just working with brands, creating cool content bits, but then I generally like to – step away from it because so you kind of set boundaries there in your in your actual like in your private life between i'm going to do some content type stuff now whether it's mm. not not the work right where yeah. you're doing a creation for a brand but your own stuff yep if you're out with friends are you like okay i'm not i'm not fucking around with the phone for the next couple of hours or what? i'd love to say that's true but no i, I guess I, I share pretty regularly but like I, again i try to see it as like you know there's work sharing and then there's like play sharing <laughs> and i guess a lot of the stuff i do like you know, going do a lot of festivals with my friends and so we find ourselves sharing because we want to show everyone oh my gosh this is so much fun and also becomes a way of like helping your friends get their music out and i don't know it's it, we've reached this point where it's like a blurry line where social media work and social media play is becoming the same thing and yeah well, I think I think it's only work for a 
a, like a small few. Yes. Right? For the majority of folks, it's just mm. recreational. Yep. You know? Mm. Um, which, you know, I say that, uh, you know, running a few Instagram accounts, two of them being business related. Yep. It's, you know, I can, I can justify, I've got to spend 90 minutes on, mm. you know, Instagram today. Okay, I've got to get this done. Yep. Versus... I've just been scrolling for forty-five minutes because I'm tired. The doom scroll, yeah, and there's and and um, I've not produced any achieved anything in this last bit of time. Yeah, I mean it's it's not good. I mean I'm all for like uh, I mean like I love swimming and surfing, uh, and that's something that I I really like that there that you can't take your phone out there <laughs> and. Because if I go for a run around Centennial... Forced abstinence. Yeah, but like I'll go for a run around Centennial and I'll find myself like changing songs on Spotify <laughs> and like making new playlists. And then while I'm doing that, like, oh, I've got some messages from my friends. I'm in the middle of a run and I'm using my phone. I'm like, this is bad. Like, it's, it's nice having... If you're in the water and you're out surfing, it's like uh, no distractions. You don't... You got an Apple Watch you're wearing? Yeah, you yeah. You don't take yeah, that yeah. up yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an Apple Watch <laughs> to record my, <laughs> my waves. It actually tracks... No way. Yeah, it tracks my waves. <laughs> oh, my but God. But like, I don't get messages or anything. Oh, what time do you go surfing? Uh, I mean, I go with my mate Harrison. He's a young whippersnapper who has an enthusiasm for life that I cannot be matched. So, um, but yeah, early afternoon, whatever, whenever the... We'll try and send you a few text messages at those times. Please don't. Yeah. Just, just to connect. Well, as long as it's like, hey man, put your phone down. I'm like, yeah, cheers. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> for, Thanks for the reminder. But, um, yeah. So dude, I haven't seen you in so long. What do you actually do? I know you caught up with Joe before the show, but what are you doing these days? Like your day-to-day, week-to-week? Because the last time I remember seeing you or having contact with you you were on a show computer game show oh that, i mean that was around the corner from where we're recording this right now so i was recording a show um with again with red bull maybe uh, i saw it on your instagram or something but it was a pilot yeah at that stage and i remember because i watched it with my kids yeah so um i mean i i do love gaming uh i do work with gaming companies uh, and um but I mean, it's just, it's basically, I'm just still hosting. Mm-hmm. So gun for hire these days. So I'll work with different Hostings, brands, yep. Uh, yep. do a bunch of interviews with musicians, with actors. Um, you know, I had a, I was doing stuff with Yahoo and still do. Uh, and that's very fun. So I just sit down in a room and interview a band or actor or director for an hour. Um, that's called Build. Um, and cool. At the same time, like still DJing a lot. And yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah cool. Doing doing a music festival this year. I'm really excited about called Snow Machine. Uh, and um, I asked the festival owner to build me a church, <laughs> and he's done it. And so he's built this church in New Zealand, and I'm going to do this whole show dressed up as a priest. And, and, How dare you get everyone to come to church and um, essentially kneel at the altar? Get yeah, go for these weird one-hour-long raves, but then have everyone like take communion, just be like <laughs> breadsticks, um, and drink the the blood of Christ. Just yeah, just everyone getting drunk on red wine, goon, <laughs> just giving goon. And um, but yeah, we're putting on like a real weird show. There'll be naughty nuns and choir boys uh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be real fruity this is the one that's gonna cancel me for yeah. sure <laughs> definitely i'm gonna get cancelled but um you gotta you gotta be 
excited that like from what I from what I can tell that within like the corporate world mm. we it used to be kind of uptight and follow rules and you know like you think about um you think about brands big brands stuff and it was all very like stiff stiff that's right these days we've all you know probably because of the advent of social media and whatnot mm. There's now all this like there's this room for entertainment. Like every brand needs to be mm. telling a story and and mm. showing its culture and having fun in order to you know bring the people. For someone like you, surely that's brought about a lot of opportunity just in cool fucking things like being in a church that yeah you can have a rave party at. Well, people want to have more fun. I mean, again, not far from where we are sitting right now. I did a job for Mini, uh, the the car Mini mm. Cooper, and they had a room full of people to see these new cars and I got to drive into essentially like a warehouse space, do a little skid in front of this like room full of people and I had a mic <laughs> in the car. So I started talking on the microphone barely before the car stopped sliding and um, Owl Eyes, my friend Brooke, she's like a beautiful singer. She does a lot of stuff with flat facilities you know, we both got out of this car and we're having a chat to everyone and then we jumped straight on the decks and she started singing and I started DJing and, and I just remember thinking, like, this is so weird. Like, this is kind of like my job, like doing mm. a little handbrake spin into, into a warehouse in front of people and <laughs> just DJing. talking crap on a mic and then DJing. I'm like, imagine trying to explain this to my dad. <laughs> I'm like, this is my job, dad. It's a serious job. <laughs> Um, saving the world uh, but and I'm really good at it yeah <laughs> I mean like you know it's it's fun now that everything's opening up again and people are getting a bit more adventurous and using all those budgets that they didn't spend during the pandemic to make really cool things I mean there's some stuff I really want to tell you about but I can't ah. it's happening but yeah there's some big things on, on the horizon which is cool you showed up today um at the gym, obviously, uh, you, you, you've got an injury and so you've come back. You're looking for some kind of free program, how to fix your injury. Uh, tell us about that. Well, I, he told me a bit about it and the injury was weakness. Yeah, it's just a bit weak. <laughs> of the core and the... Yeah, well, pretty mind. much. Of to the bottom. mind, yeah. <laughs> just the weakness of the spirit. Yeah. Uh, no, I uh, had a... It was a very, very, very wet day. Someone pulled out in front of me on a, in a car and I was on a motorcycle so um yeah locked up the brakes and had a slide but it's okay i've just i fell and i fell perfectly uh so i didn't really hurt myself too much i just smacked my knee a bit and like you know, tore something in my shoulder but uh because i've been at the jungle uh and the the jungle brothers have uh rehabilitated so many injuries similar to this I don't need, I don't need, I already know what to do, mate. You know, we've gone through this before. <laughs> Every other motorcycle accident or trampoline accident I've had, you, you've rehabilitated. <laughs> so I think I've got the, uh, I've got the tools. I just came in to say hello. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us, um, can you tell us actually about that tramp accident? And Let's do and it. And how we came to, to start training together in that whole piece? Well, I mean, if you were going to make a promo out of a, slice of audio this would be it um i remember breaking my back at a trampoline park uh badly uh i got to the hospital and the swelling got to a point that was so large that it started pushing the bone up against the sciatic nerve 
and it started blocking the signal and I couldn't feel my toes, I couldn't feel my legs and I asked the doctor if I'd be able to walk and then the doctor said that they didn't think so and at this point they put me out uh, and I remember they gave me this drug and they're like, all right, we want you to count down from 10 and I'm like, 10! <laughs> and I was <laughs> unconscious and uh, when I woke up I could wiggle my toes, it was great but the uh, doctor um, had this very serious conversation with me about my recovery and he said that I would uh, never be able to pick anything up and that for the rest of my life I would never be able to pick anything up and I said that's not something that's going to work with my life and so I go what, 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 what's the heaviest and he goes look with a lot of work you'll be able to pick up a case of beer and he goes but for now it's like, it's like never don't pick anything up and then I was doing a bunch of like different therapies and I remember coming here and I remember having a conversation with you and I said, uh, the doctor told me not to pick anything up. And then he said, Joe, looked me in the eyes and he goes, okay, the first thing we're going to do is get you to pick some things up. And then I knew that I was in the right place. <laughs> and it started with a broomstick. And I remember I was struggling to lift a broomstick off the ground. And then you put like a kilo on it. And I struggled with that. And I worked my way up from a broomstick to a bar and a bar with five kilos, 10 kilos. And it was just this gradual thing. And when I walked into the gym today, I was saying to Joe that you have these plates here and it almost made me emotional seeing like <laughs> gym plates because they've got the green ones, you know, which is like the, the baby boys. And then you've got the... The yellow ones, which are the 15s. Then you've got the, the blue ones, which are the 20s. And, and they're the same plates you lifted. That's right. The same plates that I lifted when I had this like injury. And I just remember you know, graduating to yellow plates and then graduating to the red plates. Holy hell. You know, the, the last big, big, big lift I did here was uh, 150 kilos, which was much heavier than a case of beer. And I remember taking a photo. Joe took a photo of me lifting, doing a deadlift, and it would have been like 110 kilos or something. And I went back to the same neuroscientist uh, doctor man. And then, um, you know, my, this therapist who had been overseeing my case, and then I showed him this photo. And he said, look, um, whatever you've decided to do is, is the correct, you know, we don't have any more advice or um, you know it's clearly you've, you've done the correct thing and whatever you've done you need to do this now for the rest of your life and what he basically said is that I don't have a choice like I have to work out and do weights now for the rest of my life or I'll get back pain um, which is actually the only good thing he said <laughs> everything else was absolute bullshit was but he the surgeon? He was the he was the guy who um, I mean because I had to get all these crazy scans and like I got put in this full body brace and um, I was on enough painkillers to kill a small horse every day um, and yeah because I think that's how they treated it they treated it by strapping me up and medicating me which is a terrible way to get better and. Yeah, I just I remember going back to this guy who who was in charge of my um, heroin, uh, <laughs> who was like my pharmaceutical heroin dealer, 
Uh, and yeah, I mean, like I just went back and I was like, I lifted 110 kilos. And then he's like, okay, well, yes, then you have to do this now forever. Because if you stop, it will, it will, your back will have issues. And, you know, I had some time. So I've been like, took a long time off training and I'm like, oh God, my back hurts. I'm like, oh my gosh, the <laughs> doctor was right. <laughs> so yeah, I do need to stick with it now, but I think that's a pretty good problem to have. Um, was he making out that um, because you had embarked on this process of lifting weights, mm. that because you did that, now you're going to have to do it forever versus if you never did that, like I told you not to, mm. you would never, like you would never be any problems? No, no, no. I just think that he's like, if you were to like run your fingers down my spine right now, you can feel exactly where the vertebrae is busted. Right. Um, but... I basically have to keep all the muscles around that vertebrae really tight, yeah. strong. Um, but he's suggesting that, like, no, that I did the right thing. He is like, this is great, and but now don't stop. You, you don't stop now. Like, you just you don't think that you've finished. Like, don't think that you're fully repaired. Yeah, like you need to be consistent with this for the rest. So, of did life. he apologize for lying the first time? Because no, because that would have made him totally like responsible. <laughs> like, uh, I think I think that would have been an admittance of guilt. Bastard. He was quite. I think he was quite shocked. Um, you and, didn't, mm. and like, I never normally would have shown a picture of me lifting to someone. <laughs> like, what a dick move from me. <laughs> like, hey, brah, check me lifting. Yeah. Um, but bro, I just I you, but I you should try it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I felt like it was important because I wanted him to take that in mind for anyone else that he saw that might be similar to me. That's a, I mean, it's a, it's a really, um, it's a, we talk about it a lot. It's such an important thing. Well, not an important thing, but it, it's the fact that you can go to a medical specialist and they can say, like he can say to you, like it's one thing to say, hey man, this injury has like really damaged you and it's, you're probably going to have to play it safe with mm. how you do things on this earth for the rest of your life. Yep. But, you know, you can still do stuff, but just be careful. Don't lift super heavy things. Yep. Like, you know, like, okay, that, that's good advice. Yeah. But to say, like, you will never be able to lift a case of beer again. Yeah. It's, like, based on, like, my previous experience, based mm. on the, the density of my muscle tissue now or mm. based on my, like, my neurology, like, because you understand it, like, all of it. Like, it just, it's such a, it's one of those kind of, um, what's the word? It's, like, kind of like maxims that people will get from a doctor mm. and you know if you were a different person you would be like fuck that's it that's yeah. that's me well, it could have killed me like it, it could have i could have been stagnant and become a endone junkie but also like the important thing to realize is that I, I hadn't had a huge amount of experience lifting weights anyway like coming here you're a dweeb i was a dweeb i was like i used to surf i used to run but i didn't really have much muscle on me and for you a little while i got jacked right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You doing ring dips and shit yeah i got yeah. swole for like a really small amount of time but yeah. I mean, by the end of it you were fight you were sparring here weren't you yeah You're getting punched in the face yeah. kicking people i went to thailand and then, yeah we did like a right. camp over there yeah or I, mean, Holy I, was, shit. I was like doing six hours of kickboxing every single day wow it was sick I got my ass kicked by russians oh yeah yeah it was awesome but um i believe that's a rite of passage yeah I mean, when, there, when there were police officers. They sucked. There was this guy called <laughs> Maxim, who I still like, 
a post-traumatic stress over. I used to have trouble sleeping because I was in the ring with this Russian police officer who used to kick my ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you prepared me for a lot, but you didn't prepare me for Moxie. <laughs> T had the same thing, didn't he, when he was there? He told that story. I don't know if it was Russians or Dutch. But he It was he, Dutch He got the shit kicked out yeah, of him right. And he was going to come home He called his dad And he's like yeah. oh, I can't handle this mm. And then he like Hero's journey Yeah like, I've got to go back into the fire mm. And then Sick Came in the next day Busted some skulls And won the day I would have paid money to see Someone kick Tiora's ass I just have such a tough time Imagining it <laughs> Like to me Like He's Hercules like, He's a hard guy to damage He's Tarzan like, uh, yeah, I don't understand how someone could get past. Mind you, I punched T in the face. I got a video of that. I put it online. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Snuck one through. We, we were just like doing gentle sparring. And I was just like. Oh, demoing in front of the class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Daddy's like, now's my chance. <laughs> whack. Yeah. What the five fingers say? <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. But um, I did, like, yeah, get a glove to his face. And I did like a freeze frame of my fist in Tiora's face. God, it made me so happy because I know that T could just destroy me. Mm. So you got to celebrate those small victories. <laughs> How did you go through all those years? You, you and T sparred together a lot, particularly yeah. in recent years before he went up north. Yeah. How would you like? Did you feel like could you hold your own well with him? Uh, you never ever got a hundred percent. And you know, I'm not obviously going a hundred percent as well. Mm. I'm going closer to hundred than he ever was. Yeah. Yeah. He is definitely holding back levels. Layers. Yeah. Yeah. He could turn it on if he wanted to um and it's not just the capabilities but it's the I, I don't know how to explain it but just the um just how you can turn it up whether it's aggression or it's a mindset like he could like an definitely intensity. it's an intensity that he could turn up so you know you can you can eat you can eat things and walk through it and just keep coming forward like he could he could do that if he wanted mm. in a heartbeat hey, like, I, I used to hang, feel like I was hanging with him but I'm sure that if I hit the right, and if it, if I did hit the right button, mm. or you know, I started getting annoying and started finding a little thing, then he would he would turn it up. Yeah, right. For sure. He definitely had that kind of demeanor of someone that was dark, just very, well, just <laughs> calm. Like when, like every time he sparred with me, he was <laughs> very calm, and you knew that he had so much left. Like mm. I, I would compare it to. I mean, I was saying this story before, but uh, I remember doing some rolling doing some jujitsu stuff yeah. with T and he'd just like go floppy and I'd try to you sure that's called rolling <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no <laughs> he, he would ragdoll and I would try to like get into like a, a position where I could make him tap out and he'd just do everything very slowly and I found it infuriating yet when I ever had a roll with, with Joe Joe would be like Go full on I'm like Come on bro My white belt And he'd just be like You just want to see me tap out You just want to choke me out <laughs> Because you are An absolute menace <laughs> And a sadist Well it's the one area Where I can flex Yeah So I need to flex it Yeah do it Yeah If you can flex Happened this morning Tom Is it Tom Training with Dills Yeah <laughs> He like He loves um, Lovely fella mm. Trains in here Pretty strong dude he um he always comes and cracks a joke like at my expense always something you go hey good morning how are you man and he's like hey <laughs> like I was stretching he's like <laughs> looking a bit tight <laughs> and I'm like, Tom I'm like good okay. one Tom yeah. and uh, but then I walked past him to put my gear away and he like did the whoa whoa whoa, whoa kind of thing 
And so I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the next thing we're grappling. That happens a lot around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> next thing I'm on his back choking him out. <laughs> oh my God, that's the most joke I've ever had. So anyway, we're just we're having a, a conversation and then all of a sudden we're just grappling. Yeah. I've got his back. Back. Cool oh, yeah. cooled down a bit since yeah. getting my black belt, but it's really just ramped up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I can just, uh, I feel like when, when I'm, since I haven't been here, I haven't, it's been so long since I've trained at uh, the Jungle Brothers, you know, center of excellence. And I just imagine that these days there'd just be spontaneous boxing fights and grappling just in the middle of sessions, even if they have nothing to do <laughs> with like boxing. Like, just lock eyes with someone. Someone sees someone on the other side <laughs> of the room and just throw down. <laughs> oh, come on, let's go. You want to get primal, bro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, like a, an, a saloon in westerns, how gunfights just always just start happening. That's, I imagine that, but just grappling instead. <laughs> well, um, that's the that is the beauty of combat training, isn't it? <laughs> that that it it really does allow that sort of thing to play out. You yeah. know, like like there's usually a formalized class, but you know you can kind of just be like, yeah, you can just go. engage in a tussle, yeah, whether it's striking or grappling, um, in a playful or maybe a less playful manner, yeah. Uh, but you can't do that in other things. You can't do that. Like, unfortunately, yeah. we don't do shootouts out the front of the yeah. anymore. <laughs> of course. You know what I mean? God, so, I miss this place. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come back here and start fights with the trainers. <laughs> so what do you... Um, do you lift weights now? I do. What I do right now is... Um, so I do a lot, a lot of hit. Uh, Fuck you, bro. I know. I know you'd be so angry with me. Is it F45? No. So I do... Uh, I go to a place called Air Locker where they suck all the oxygen out of the room and then you train in... At altitude. At altitude. The reason why I was doing that is because there was a potential show that I was working on and it was... I can't really tell you too much about it because it would be it's still in the works, but it's me doing something very, very, very... Uh, what what a, an, ex, an elite athlete would do and it's me doing it. Right, uh, and Everest. it's at, at at altitude. Right, and it's a concept where it's like putting a regular person in an extreme scenario and uh, documenting okay. that. And so that's and prior to doing it, I wanted to get a little bit of experience with altitude. Yeah. So I've been doing this thing, air locker, and yeah, they suck the oxygen out. You do lots of weights, you do cardio, and you do all this kind of stuff, and it's fun and it works for me. It's easy. It's less like one of the things I loved about working out. At the Jungle Brothers is that I would learn a lot and I'd be armed with enough knowledge to take care of myself in a gym. But one of the things that you can't, uh, you know, take with you from the Jungle Brothers is the motivation and the kind of egging on and the culture that is here. And it's one thing I've really missed because uh, if I go train, it, you know, having other being surrounded by gym bros, you know, at fitness first isn't going to do it for me. I'm not going to go, oh, I'm going to try to lift more than that guy. But when I'm here, it's generally, you know, one of you two being like, oh, yeah, you want to chuck another chuck another plate on that bad boy? And then I'll go, yeah, and you go, do you think I can do it? And then one of you be like, yeah, I think I think just about. And like you get that outside perspective. And that's you end up doing your best lifts because someone else can see something that you can't, and or maybe it's a 
No, nah, I don't think you can do it. Well, I mean, sometimes that's important too. <laughs> yeah, but like in a bit, like because like, I'll fucking show you. When like I think that like you guys were always good at going, like oh, I don't think you can do it. I'm like, is it unsafe? Like it's not unsafe. I just don't think you're gonna be able to do it. And like, great, I'm gonna give it a crack. And I'm like, prove you wrong, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> but then, if it was unsafe, you'd be like. Yeah, no, 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 don't do, don't do that. <laughs> I'd be like, no, I think I can do No, 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 no. There are times <laughs> when I say you can't do it, and you probably could, and there are times when I'm saying don't do it, you'll hurt yourself. <laughs> and I think that you guys, this, the community here, was pretty good at finding that very thin line. Uh, and, yeah, that's why I, I do miss working out here, but that's the training I'm doing. A lot of hit stuff. Where's that joint? Where's Air Locker? Uh, Bondi Junction. And yes, I do F45. Okay. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy. Well, how many fucking hit studios do you need to go to? Yeah, well, I don't pay for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the, the price is right, bitch. <laughs> so, um, Man, I didn't realise because there's, there's another place, um, Combine Air, yeah. that I've seen that, and they're trying to franchise. And I, I'm guessing... There's this wave of altitude training studios coming from America. Yep. Airlocker must be American. Yeah. I mean, look, it's. I think that in fitness in general, there is fads. Unfortunately so. There's fads. And, you know, the. Again, I, I, I didn't want this to be like a big old Jungle Brothers like compliment fest, but you guys are built on the foundations of training. And, you know, the building blocks of what it takes to be a strong, healthy human. You know, mobility, strength, you know, and punching on. And these things will come and go. Like, I used to go to uh, Orange Theory. And I'm happy to go on record to say that Orange Theory is so stupid. Uh, you know, they put those straps on you that you put on a watch a heart rate monitor a heart rate monitor and you have to stay in the in the red zone if you you get splat points and you do all that stuff is that what the orange refers to staying in orange theory right and and it's like and it's based in you know in real stuff but the thing is you you train but then you you get onto like a, a a treadmill and then you sprint and you sprint and then you stay up in like the a red zone or an orange zone and then it tells you how many points you get and that's just a dumb fad. I went there and I got tendonitis in my shins and knees because you put me on a running machine and then you tell me I have to stay in the red. I will sprint, right? But just because I'm doing that doesn't mean it's good for me. And here I am getting like shin splints because someone's left me to, to run on a... And like I should know better, but like it's... It was just terrible. And so I went for a little while and I was like, yeah, nah, this is kind of fun. But then I realized it wasn't good for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, things like that come and go. It becomes really popular and then all of a sudden people will bail on it. Um, and yeah, I, I, the definitely altitude training is this current trend. And I think that people do want to test out what they're capable of doing at altitude. I mean, as I've already explained, I've got reasons that I'm doing it. But... It's because you're about to naked wrestle Tiora at the top of Everest for uh, yeah, a TV that's, show. That's it. That's man. I told you not to tell anybody. <laughs> well, man, people would tune in for that, yeah, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Imagine Tiora, Danny, naked <laughs> <laughs> Everest yeah. fighting. God, it's a PayPal event. Um, but uh, yeah, look, it's uh, whether I think it's going to last. I don't know. I think it, it's a might be a come and go fad, but 
We'll yeah, see. I think they, I mean, unfortunately, or, or whatever, for, you know, they all come and go. Yeah. I think, you know, these places that are built on some kind of gimmick, mm. which doesn't mean there's some good, not some good stuff in there, but yeah, if their main shtick is a gimmick, mm. i.e. it takes only 45 minutes. Yep. Like if you lead with that, or if you lead with this special room that is designed to do this, then it's like you're kind of relying on that gimmick. Yeah. You know? I mean, look, the shake weighty was pretty popular once as well. You know, oh. you know the shake weighty? You hold it and it shakes. It looks like you're jerking off a ghost. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, it's great. And then you have yeah, like the, yeah. the ab doer, the ab swing. You know, I mean, a bit like equipment. You know, there, there are workout places that will come and go as quickly as the, the next big workout machine. Uh, but, you know, again, it's all about the, the fundamentals. I mean, Arnie was on to it. Arnie knew you just eat big, lift big, get big. And uh, I think that, you know, the, the places that will persevere no matter what new trend comes in uh, are built on those kind of basic principles of the human body. I don't want to hear ever again that you're going to somewhere like Orange Theory. Because you should know better. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of like, why did you do that for? Oh, look, you're just trying something new, man. I know. But I, I, I totally agree with you, Paul. But I also feel it also pleases me to know that he can train with us and get to a point of self-awareness and, mm. like, you know, understanding of how to move, that he could go to a place like that and it not bust him up like it does most people. Mm. You know, like you could, you could make the best of F45. Yep. Because you know how to move. Yeah. Versus someone that doesn't really know how to move very well mm. goes there, doesn't get any coaching, ends up just moving worse but burning calories. Yeah, I mean, look, I've definitely been to other locations, other hit classes, and been uncomfortable by looking around the room and just seeing a room full of people fucking jerking their knees. Yeah. But, but yeah, like picking up things with like their spines like curved. And I'm like, oh god, I can't go here. And it's, it's, I could go here fine because I know you guys taught me how to move. You taught me how to lift. And I'm fine, but I'm getting so uncomfortable looking around the room going, yeah, just put that down. Like, oh, God, <laughs> I, can, I can see you. Like, I, your bulging disc is causing me grief right now. Like, oh. I can see, like, you are her- herniating your body right now. Just stop. And, I, I mean... The trainers are just like young people who are just designed to tell you what to do, not how to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it, the curse of knowledge, guys. This is what you did to me. <laughs> um, how old are you now? 36. Oh, oh my guy. So tell me this, being in the, being in the media, mm. you know you're an events guy, yep. the MC, the party dude. Mm. I'm guessing like, been out there socializing late nights parties yep. still very much on the cards for you yeah how do you manage how do you manage that and the freelance kind of life you live but then also staying fit and keeping some kind of consistency around that i mean i generally just make sure that i've booked in a class like if i'm going to do airlocker or something i book in the night before this is thing so i've got this drunk version of myself called donny so donny thinks it's awesome he think donny thinks it's hilarious to book me into really early training sessions when when he's around 
So it's like, you know, drunk Danny's like, oh man, I'm going to set an alarm. I'm going to book him in. <laughs> and then I'll wake up and I'm like, oh God, what time is it? Oh, gee, what's, oh no. Oh, I got to train. Oh, drunk Danny. I hate that guy. And I'll turn up feeling rat shit and like just forcing myself to, to get there. Um, but you know, like it's sometimes it's hard to find a balance because like I'll have DJ sets till two, three in the morning and then still find a way to get to a morning class but what it, like 6 7 a.m type vibe yeah shit yeah yeah but like sometimes you know nine um but for the most part you know i've got friends who will swim no matter what and um and it's like those kind of exercises are a little bit less um, dangerous when you're a little bit hungover you know doing a bay swim North Bondi to South Bondi. Well, sometimes we swim to Bronte and back, so that's cool. That's pretty hackers. Oh, it's crazy. It's like four Ks, five yeah. Ks, five Ks. But to jump in the water, not necessarily swim that distance, but to get in the water when you're hungover and underslept is much easier than go and lift weights and get your heart rate up. Definitely. Sometimes swimming becomes like you get into this, it's almost like a pattern and it's just like this flow, this state of flow where you completely detached from your body and <laughs> like you're this it's like you're in the womb and so your muscles are doing the work and you get into this rhythm but it it, it and it just yeah you you kind of just drift off into your own brain and um it's, it's quite nice it's like a hypnotic state uh, and that's fun but do you find that that managing it um like say in that way where so you just plug in a class like whenever it's like oh what am i doing this week like mm. so it's kind of random yeah, you know, to a point, does that get harder to do? Like to to manage yourself in that way, is that harder for you these days than it was, say, when you were twenty six, or no yeah. difference? Uh, I mean, look, it's pretty easy to when I do those kind of classes. I'd, I'll describe it as like the the fast food McDonald's of training. So when I came here. It involved, it was like, it involved a lot of mental growth. I had to think about what I was doing. I had to, you know, you guys show me the way, but it involved a lot of, it was work. Mentally, it took work, but I'd come here and I'd do the work and I'd grow mentally and physically, obviously. Um, I think that those other group training, those Hit FM institutions, are almost like the lazy person's fitness. I know that sounds bizarre, but like I'll like book in for a, one of those forty-five minute classes, and I'll turn up and I'll just do what the screen tells me what to do. And you know, yeah, I'll burn through calories, but in the end of the day, it's like it, it, it's not really going to make me achieve massive results. But it's just the fast food of fitness, um, and you know. It's much more rewarding coming to a place like this, you know, when you 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 watch you, the the numbers go up, you achieve goals, you 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 know, these incredible milestones are, were achieved here and that's great. Um but sometimes, you know, for someone who's got a busy life, sometimes it's like, all right, I'm just going to do this fast food version of fitness for now. And then when I've got something I'm training for or something's important, then I'll go back into serious training. Um, you know, it it's ticking the fitness and health box, um, but in in a pretty unsatisfying way, I'll, I'll admit. But it it's better than nothing, you know. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that for sure. Like we're we're really aware that the way we do things here is not 
it's not the easiest place to come and train because we force you to think mm. and we force you to do things that you're not good at and all of that takes energy. Mm. So yeah, there's something, there can be something nice about just doing like, you know, I think you see it a lot with people who play sports. Like, oh, I just play soccer a couple times a week. Yeah. Like you don't have to think about it. You just run out in the field and have a good time. Yeah. You know, and, and I think surfing is that for a lot of folks. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, but the, yeah, those gyms kind of offer that to an extent. Mm. But it's I good. can see we I, I can see the, that as well, but I'm still unsatisfied over here. <laughs> as you said, it's somewhat unsatisfying for me to hear that. You too. notice Paul's changed. I, uh, Old he, Paul wouldn't have cared. No, he's, he, like, he, now he's, he's got his arms crossed. He's, he's staring at me with his judgment now. eyes. I'm like, man, I feel like I let you down. Yeah, eating all that fast food. <laughs> yeah, he's like these fucking Bondi guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just like, come like, what are you doing like? Uh, now can you come down here once a week or something like that yeah okay you know no i'm serious i'll come yeah like come and at least lift some weights consistently on one session a week and then you can do whatever else all right let's do it all right giddy up duncan that's what i want to hear yeah man okay wicked all right that's on air. I feel more satisfied now. Yeah. But well, when you walk in. Yeah, now relax. Take a breath. Only because I love you. Yeah. I was about to eat you. <laughs> Look, um, I'm still going to have my fast food fitness. Yeah. That's okay. You eat your veggies once a week. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have uh, like a, my veggies. Yeah. My veggie fitness. We're 36. We're yeah. moving on to yeah. whatever, but yeah. some more long-term... Habits that are good for you in the long yeah. run. I have like a the poke bowl fitness, you know, big fresh <laughs> salmon fitness, which is here. You know, I actually don't even know. Like big <laughs> slow cook, yeah, okay, slow cook <laughs> steak here. Yeah, yeah, that works. Fitness. Yep. So that's. And I then, tend not to slow cook steaks, but yeah, we can go with it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but good to see your culinary <laughs> skills have increased since we last saw you. Look, I'm definitely beating this analogy <laughs> yeah. to the very death, but um, you, you understand what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is all that matters. But yes, all right, once a week. Let's well, how's that for serendipity? Still, your word from earlier, Paul. Mm-hmm. We've missed having you around, bro. Every time you, you know, you've always been involved in our stuff, even. even you know, after you left the gym, you turned up at those JB games randomly. I can't I remember, remember that. how mm. that came about. Mm. But you DJed our Christmas party for us. Yeah, that's that right. That was fucking sick. That was fun. That was actually, mm. I really, that was, remember at, um, ca- what is it, Cafe Lounge? Ca- yeah. yeah, that's right. That was a really cool Christmas party, yeah, I thought. That was so good. And I remember yeah. I, I knew so exactly drunk. how to make Joe like really, really happy. And it was just like play all this like 90s hip hop. And <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> see him light up. I remember playing like I was like, "Where's my black friends at, yeah. Paul? You hear this shit?" <laughs> yeah. I think I remember playing um, "Bug Powder Dust," which is a pretty obscure hip hop track. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember like looking up to see if I could see Joey, and like, he was at the other end of the room. I could see him go, "Yes!" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." I was. I remember I lost like two hours in the middle of that night, yeah. just in the sweaty dance floor, and what happened? Yeah. Good party. Yeah, it was good. It just had that, it was tight enough mm. that it forced everyone in there. Yep. Dan- yeah. You know, it's a bit cramped. Yeah. It, makes, it, was, yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, it was good. Ah, these moments will live on. Mm. Bro, thank you so much for fucking chatting with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to see both of your faces uh, and your incredible physiques. Look at you. You ripped, ripped absolute behemoths. Uh, it's been a pleasure chatting. 
Well, brother, I look forward to seeing you strap on yep. another five to ten Let's kilos of lean mass Let's do it, in the coming I'm months. Back. I'm back. Yeah. That's you, the coolest shit ever. Yeah, just rehab my shoulder first. Thanks, mate. Oh, no, yeah, uh, from the bike accident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll start with that. Sweet. You book him in for next week. I will. After this, we're going straight to the calendars. <laughs> Got anything you need to plug? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I've, I've, I've spent my entire life plugging stuff. I'm, uh, I'm yeah, today, no. <laughs> it's a day off. <laughs> day off of plugging. Sick. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks. Th- thanks for listening, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed that one, fuck, go find Danny on social media and tell him about it. <laughs> Hassle the shit out. Send him messages. Send it, try and get his phone number. Send him a text message when he's out in the surf. Yeah. That's what we'd really appreciate. <laughs> we'll catch- he might push you. <laughs> you or know. wrestle you naked on top yeah. of Everest. <laughs> We'll see you next week.